What's up, ladies? I'm so excited that you are joining us today for our third and final episode on healing. Um, I'm super excited for today's episode. I have someone amazing joining us for our first ever pod interview feeling very special. Um, But today we are focusing on physical healing, really getting to the root of our healing in terms of disease and prevention. Um, So I want to introduce our guest, Emily Lyons. She is a wife and dog mom of three. She went from working 60 to 70 hours a week in corporate America and struggling with her own journey in terms of health and fitness to finding her passion and learning what our bodies need to thrive and not just focusing on her own health and healing, but helping other women do the same. Um, Since then, she has become a certified nutrition and lifestyle coach, specializing in functional nutrition and metabolism science, and owns and runs Live Well With M, where she supports women in their health and fitness goals through nutrition and lifestyle changes with a focus on gut health, and metabolic healing. I am so excited to have her join us. She has actually just launched her own podcast, and I am so excited to tune in that as well. She's going to talk a little bit about that at the end of our interview, but let's go ahead and jump in. Are you going through a difficult time? Are you experiencing a season of life that has tested your faith? Hey sister, I'm Rachel Williams and I'm right there with you. I've walked through divorce, single parenting, and in December of 2021, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. I know what it means to feel lost, scared, and defeated. But the good news is that I know that God uses all things for good for those who love Him. I know that He has a plan for me of hope in the future. I want to pass that faith-based confidence on to you. So welcome to your new safe place. Enter into a community where you can be comfortable as we dig into biblical truths and discover hope for encouragement in your life. Because I believe that you are capable of powering through this season with tangible and actionable tools to rely on when you begin to feel hopeless. I'm here today to tell you, friend, that you can walk in godly freedom even when it's hard. It begins with uncovering God's promises in your life and arming yourself with God's truth so that you can conquer whatever hardships that you encounter. I'm here to guide you through the valley so that you can really live in truth and light. Let's shift our mindset from victim to victorious because we are warriors. So come fight with me, sister. Grab some coffee. Let's do this. All right. Welcome, Emily. I'm so glad that you could join us today. How are you? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, um, but I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. All right. So to start off, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the parts of your business that you are most passionate about and how you use this passion to help your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So Honestly, the best part of my business and what that what I get to do is hands down seeing my clients start to feel like themselves again and just really thrive in their bodies and in their mindset because they start to realize that they can show up for themselves and they can prioritize their health without things like restrictive dieting or killing themselves in the gym or feeling like they have to give up the things that they love. Because I personally have done all of those things and I know how draining and discouraging it can be when you feel like your body is literally always working against you. So one thing that I do pride myself on is taking the things that I've learned and using that with my own personal experiences 
to really empower and educate my clients on what their body actually needs to thrive and to feel and look their best because there really is so much freedom and there's so much empowerment when you really get back in tune with yourself and you get back in tune with your body and you can clearly see through like a lot of the just BS that we've been fed from society and diet culture just left and right over honestly the years. And that's exactly what I help my clients do on a daily basis. You know, we work to heal their bodies from any damage that may have been done over the years and just build real habits that they can reach their goals through, but that are also enjoyable and simple and effective and things that they can sustain. Awesome. 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 Um, I've mentioned in previous episodes the term microbiome, but um, I'm sure there are plenty of listeners that have no clue what this is. Um, Can you define this and tell us how it's important to our overall health? Yes. I actually love to nerd out about this stuff, so I would be happy to. (laughs) But when you hear the term microbiome, I Most of the time, that's referring to our gut's microbiome. And this is something that is key to our health in almost every way. And it's actually getting to be more well-known, thankfully, in the industry and just day-to-day, which makes me really happy because your gut's microbiome or that of your GI tract is actually where trillions of microorganisms or bacteria live. And by trillions, I mean we actually have more of those microorganisms in our body than we do actual cells So these bacteria play a massive role in our overall health. Some are beneficial, some are not, but regardless, it's important that we keep the right balance amongst these microbes because when we do keep a good balance of bacteria in our gut or in our microbiome, we basically are helping it to do what it's meant to do for our body, which is to do things like process and get energy from the foods that we eat and actually absorb those nutrients and to clear out any toxins from our bodies, to fight disease, to even go as far as like boosting our mood and supporting our metabolism and so on. Like there are so many different things. But also on the other hand, when we fail to do so, we fail to keep that balance. We find ourselves in a state of what's called dysbiosis. And that's when things start to feel a little out of whack and we start to feel unwanted symptoms from having that imbalance. So that's things like digestive issues, autoimmune diseases, uh, type 2 diabetes, having trouble sleeping, food sensitivities, extreme cravings, migraines, skin issues, obesity, irritability. Like the list honestly goes on. It affects so much when we allow those microbes to get out of balance. Okay, right. That And all of that is such amazing information because so, so often all of these symptoms that you just talked about, we go to the doctor and we get a pill for it. We get a medicine right. for it. And then that, that causes a whole chain reaction of symptoms that we need more medication for. And it's just, it's so important. I feel like people understand, you know, the importance of gut health. And I also understand what you mean about nerding out on this stuff. Cause like the more I learn, the more I'm just like, just talking to random people. I'm like, did you know? And I feel like I'm driving people crazy, but I totally right. get that. It's so fascinating though. <laughs> right? um, so on this subject of gut health, what are some key factors that contribute to our gut health? Yeah. So of course, probiotics are always the hype these days. And you know, they are so important. That's actually how we add and increase the good bacteria, that beneficial bacteria that I was talking about in our gut and in our GI tract. 
And we do so with preferably eating more natural food sources that are fermented. So that could be things like kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha, kefir, and, you know, a couple other things. Or it could be from supplements. And however, we also have to build habits that support these bacteria so that they can actually live and do their job in the first place and they don't just die off. Because when they die, we really don't get the benefits from them that we want in the first place. So a few easy things that I think everyone can and also everyone should be doing is number one, adding more fiber-filled whole foods into your diet. Think plants, things that are like vegetables, fruit, grains, lentils, and also lean protein is important too for your gut and for your overall health. But in terms of plants specifically, they're actually a huge source of prebiotic fiber, which is food for those good bacteria. And just like we can't live without food, we can't live without that fuel source. Those good bacteria that you're getting through probiotics can't live without these prebiotics. So the more plants and fiber-filled food that you eat on a daily basis, the happier your gut is going to be and the happier you're going to be from it. And then also another thing is limiting processed foods and added sugar as well as artificial sugar and sweeteners, as a lot of these additives and fillers can be really harmful to your gut bacteria and, again, cause them to die off and create that dysbiosis, especially when it's in excess, like a lot of people consume these days. And I want to say, like, I'm not trying to provoke fear around artificial sweeteners or, you know, added sugars. You're going to have some of those sometimes, but keeping them very limited is key and not going overboard because that balance is important. You don't want to cause harm to your gut. So another one would be to eat slowly and to actually chew your food. Um, most of the time we're rushing through every meal just mindlessly. We, you know, barely even think about what we're eating, much less if we're chewing. But again, one of the easiest and most impactful things that we can do to support our gut and to support our digestion is to simply slow down. I personally always recommend try to count to 25 chews per bite or simply just put your fork down in between bites. You know, don't go into distracted eating because that's when we're not able to fully digest our food and we don't give our body the chance to actually absorb more of it to get those nutrients in the first place. So just simply chew slower. And then a couple other ones is going to be moving your body. It's key. We know how good movement is for our overall health. And yes, working out is important, but movement is movement at the end of the day. So don't ever think it like just simply like getting up, walking more, um, you know, standing more, fidgeting more, because that's going to support the good bacteria in your gut and in your digestion too, as well as drinking enough water for those same reasons. And then a massive one that I think a lot of us can take something away from is reducing our stress. We like to glorify stress. We like to glorify being busy. And it's something that everybody does, myself included. But we've got to learn to balance out that stress because when we are stressed, we actually shut down our digestion for the most part because our body doesn't recognize stress from running late to work or stress from overcommitting to things as being different as stress of being like eaten by a bear, like a real risk could have been like a hundred years ago. Stress is stress to our bodies at the end of the day. And it puts us in a state of fight or flight mode rather than rest or digest. And we want to be in that calm state and rest and digest the most that we can to support our gut. 
Yes, all of that is awesome. In today's culture, it's it's so hard to re- reduce stress because, you know, you're, you're just so busy and you, you start listing things out and what can I cut out? And there really isn't anything. But um, the big one, slowing down to chew our food. Like I'm a teacher, so I literally have like 20 minutes to eat lunch. And I find myself every day just like, scarfing down food and I know it's so bad for me but anyway those are those are all awesome points and especially you know we're talking about the the whole foods in your diet like people know and they understand I need to eat good foods to be healthy you know but really putting pinpointing why okay this is why I think is so helpful um And not overthinking it too. Like something that I always like to recommend is like create a little competition with yourself, a little game out of it. Like how many plants can I get on my plate in this meal? You know, because that's going to support your gut. It's going to get more of those whole foods on your plate. And it's nothing that's restrictive. It's more of an abundance mindset of just adding more of the good stuff. Right, right. Awesome. Okay. So from that, why is focusing our attention on gut health important? And um, explain gut health as it relates to other system in our bodies. You've touched on that a little bit, but just kind of expand on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys probably realize, you know, as I mentioned, it's not the things that come to mind, simply just being gas, digestion, bloating, etc., Yeah, of course, those are directly related and affected by our gut health and microbiome, but so are so many other things. You know, like I mentioned, it affects things in terms of our cravings, our mood, our brain fog, our energy, and of course, our weight. But what most people don't realize is that 80% of your body's immune system is located in your gut. 90% of your body's serotonin, which is your happy chemical, is produced from your gut. And 50% of your body's dopamine is produced from your gut. So when our gut is imbalanced and it's not healthy, it's not thriving, we can't expect to have a strong immune system. We can't expect to have lower levels of anxiety and higher you know, levels of true like happiness and just feeling better. And also when your gut is out of balance, again, that's going to lead to your immune system being impacted, which is going to lead to more inflammation in your body. And often leaky gut as well, which is something I know is getting to be more and more common, unfortunately, these days. And that's where you start to experience sensitivity to different foods. Also, you probably feel more stress and anxiety because of the connection from your gut to your brain and vice versa through what is called our vagus nerve, which is the largest nerve in our body. I always picture it like an interstate or a highway going from your gut to your brain because it's that two-way communication system. And that's how depression, anxiety, insomnia, fatigue, brain fog, memory issues, confusion, and all of those sorts of things can be caused or impacted by gut imbalances, which I think a lot of people fail to realize these days. Because, you know, things like anxiety and just, again, those high levels of stress, constantly feeling brain fog, those, unfortunately, they're not normal, but they're very common. And a lot of that can be from having dysbiosis in our guts. Right. See, I I just think that's amazing. Like who would ever have thought before I really started digging into this, I never knew that so many things in our bodies could be impacted by that. And like, I don't feel like our listeners do either. And also a lot of what I've been reading about and learning about in terms of cancer is, you know, use the word inflammation and inflammation causes so many health, like chronic illnesses including cancer. So um, that's just another big one, you know, in, in order to 
tie the gut health into the cancer prevention, really just dig into the root of that, which is what, you know, my ultimate goal is. Absolutely. (laughs) And it is wild how you can not just feel, but also see the differences in your inflammation when you start making the smallest changes to your gut, which of course, you know, has the direct impact on helping to prevent things, you know, like cancer or those diseases and illnesses that stem from high levels of it in your body. It's wild because you can work on your gut for about 30 days and see and feel a difference there. Right. And I've recently, of course, I didn't know these things before my diagnosis. I've been reading and learning and I've been putting, you know, more attention on my gut health. And I have already noticed a huge difference in a lot of these things that we're talking about. So, absolutely. um, you know, from personal experience, I, I definitely agree. So in addition to lifestyle changes that you mentioned earlier, what else can we do to improve our gut health? Yeah, so I'd love to like break this down into just tangible things that hopefully you guys can take away and run with it because, of course, those lifestyle changes are key. You want to eat more fiber. Again, see how many plants you can add to your plate because guess what? You can't just eat green beans every day and expect (laughs) that to do the job. Yeah, We want variety because we have trillions of those bacteria in our gut And that's all different organisms, all different species of bacteria that need different food to thrive. So we need different plants. So not just eat more fiber, but work up to getting at least 30 different plants throughout the week into your body. That's veggies, fruits, whole grains, nuts, seeds. So don't feel like it's limited to just vegetables. Also, there's fermented foods. Three to four times a week, at least be getting in a serving of that each day. Limit your processed foods. And reduce the stress in your life like we talked about earlier. Things with meditation. There's so many good apps that are free that you can download to help you if that's something that you're not familiar with doing. Or just simply getting out in nature more. Going out for a walk that's truly meditative to do so. And just simply like getting back to things that you love. You know, I know we talked about everybody just stays busy and on the go. And I get it. There's a lot that we can't control. There's also a lot that we can And getting back to things that you enjoy and that you love doing for yourself, scheduling something once a week, it doesn't have to be big, but just doing something to reduce that stress in your life is going to go far. And then again, one of my favorites, chew your food. But also from those lifestyle factors, like you mentioned, I believe that quality supplements can also be really helpful. I personally believe start with those lifestyle changes, but if there are gaps that need to be bridged, quality supplements are super helpful. I personally take a pre and a postbiotic supplement every day to help bridge gaps from a nutritional standpoint, because even though I do eat a lot of fiber and I eat different plants every week, it's a priority of mine because my gut health is a priority of mine. Unfortunately, our soils are very depleted in America and the soil is where our food gets its nutrients. And with depleted soils, we have food that is more deficient in nutrients, unfortunately, which means that even with eating all of those things, there could still very well be gaps. So that's why I take a quality supplement to help bridge that. And I also take a probiotic every other day that's from seed. I only take it every other day because I have gotten to a place where my gut is in a good balance and I can do that with eating in fermented foods and doing that every other day. It's kind of a good hack to save money. But first, you would want to take that every day, at least for a few months. And then with supplements, 
I just want to go ahead and say it's important to be very picky because the industry is very unregulated, unfortunately. You always want those that have been third-party tested to confirm that you're getting what it actually says you're getting because the FDA doesn't regulate it. They don't have to prove anything before they put it on the market. So when you get one that is third-party tested, it's basically that confirmation that you're going to be getting those benefits and those ingredients and nothing else that's listed. Right. Okay. And that and that's such a big thing too that I've also learned in this process is how the industry is unregulated and really, you know, they can say anything. They can tell you anything and, you know, and, and who knows. So having that third party like you said is really just kind of confirmation like you mm-hmm. said and, and we need and we need to be more picky about that. Um, Absolutely. So now let's shift our focus to another of what I believe to be a huge factor in overall wellness, and that's our metabolism. Um, I know you've studied a lot in this area where I haven't. I'm honestly clueless about this, but I know it's important. But what can you tell us about healing our metabolism and why that's important? Yeah, absolutely. So first, let's start with what our body burns fat. And yes, that's true. It is what determines how efficient we burn fat or we burn fuel and use energy, but it's also the sum of every single cell process in our body. So that includes our gut, our gut and our digestive system, like we're talking about, and which the two go hand in hand, and our menstrual cycles, thyroid, adrenals, our sex drive, healthy hair and nails. So it's basically the greatest tool for accessing your overall health. And that is why it is so, so important that we pay attention to it. Because unfortunately, so many of the common lifestyle choices that we see today in our world and in our society, especially our Western culture, works directly against us in having a metabolism that's healthy and resilient. Because it's actually, spoiler alert, it's not your age or your genetics that affect how fast or slow or healthy or not healthy or metabolism is those matter, but it's actually very, very little. It really is going to come down to our lifestyle choices and our habits and things like constantly dieting, not eating enough, not getting quality sleep, poorly managed stress. Again, there's that one again, neglecting strength training, overdoing cardio every day or hit workouts, which are high intensity training being sedentary, neglecting your gut. See, they go, they go hand in hand. You're going to see that. Um, but these are the things that we've allowed to be our normal so often and they're wreaking havoc on our metabolism and our overall health. And I don't say that to like discourage people or to be negative, but to just bring light to these choices and how they impact us. And I also find a lot of empowerment in knowing that And I really hope that other people do too, because if you are experiencing symptoms of a slow or a damaged metabolism, or maybe you're just simply struggling to reach your health and fitness goals, despite, you know, doing all the things or feeling your best, despite doing all the things, it's not just a product of you getting older, which we have no control over, but it's a product of our daily choices, which we do have total control over. So that means you can make changes to heal it. You can get back to feeling your best and what normal truly should be instead of what we accept it to be. Exactly. And I love how you made this connection to lifestyle habits. And in speaking of genetics, because so much in the cancer world, 
is focused on, you know, your genetics and things that are hereditary in your age, when in reality, genetics or heredity actually plays a very small part in cancer diagnoses and your body creating these cancer cells. So So much of it is actually geared towards your lifestyle and the decisions about the food that you put in your body and, you know, the chemicals that you put on your skin. But just these lifestyle changes and habits are really impacting the health overall, whereas we try, we do try to put so much blame. Well, it's just, it runs in my family when that really, you know, is not the most important factor. Um, Absolutely. What are some signs that one's metabolism could need healing? So some really common ones would be constantly having cold hands and feet, brittle hair and nails, or just hair loss in general, a really low resting pulse. So anything, you know, like 75 or lower, Um, midday slumps, trouble sleeping through the night, constantly feeling moody or easily irritated. It's a big one. Low libido is another one. Um, A few others are going to be excessive urinating, getting sick easily. One that I think a lot of females can relate to is going to be painful or irregular periods. Actually, that was a big sign for me. Most of these were actually, because I've gone through this metabolic killing myself, but I would go months without periods or, or even longer. And so often we chalk that up as normal. But again, it's right. it's a sign from your body that something needs healing. Right. Or just, you know, when we all know a hard time losing or gaining weight. Any of those could be sure signs that your metabolism may need a little TLC from you. Okay. And again, you know, like I talked about earlier, so many of these symptoms, you go to the doctor and say, I have these symptoms and they throw a medicine at you. And which which again, forms that cycle when we really could just be putting emphasis and focus on healing, getting to the roots of the problem and healing our bodies from the inside. Um, I honestly love that you mentioned that because I think so often people use it as an out that, well, my doctor said to just take this. Right. Well, my doctor didn't tell me to do that. And giving them the benefit of the doubt, you know, a lot of doctors, their schooling, their education, it's funded by the pharmaceutical industry. Right. So they are constantly being told left and right what medicine to learn and this new medicine to, you know, pay attention to, et cetera, that they're not even taught these things in school. Thankfully, it's getting to be something that's more common, but we've got to take it on ourselves to educate ourselves and to make those changes from a lifestyle perspective. Because like you said, we don't get that, unfortunately, from doctors these days, but that doesn't mean that it's not needed. Right, exactly. All right, so um, what are some things that one could do to begin healing their metabolism? Yeah, so this is something that I do, honestly, with about 50% of my clients and the women that I work with because it is so common for us to need it. And the beautiful thing is it's not extremes. It's not restrictive habits that you need to turn to. It's quite the opposite. You know, those extremes are likely what led you to having a damaged metabolism. But like what I do with my clients is I make it a priority that we work on building simple habits that not only support a healthy metabolism, but that also makes doing so enjoyable because that's the only way you're going to stick with it. That's the only way you're going to maintain that resilient metabolism once you get there. And it's things like getting enough fuel and energy, or in other words, eating enough food. I could go on and on about this, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave it at 1,200 calories, 1,300 calories, 
not to call any diets, but 800 to 1,000 calories, that is not enough food for your body. That's not even enough food for toddlers half the time. So we can't expect our bodies to function like it's meant to. So you've got to eat enough. Start your day with a balanced breakfast because as women, intermittent fasting can be good in seasons, on occasion, but our bodies as women especially are not meant to do that long-term. And that can really wreak havoc on our metabolism and on our hormones. So eat your breakfast, prioritize nourishing whole foods, find ways again to better manage your stress. So you're going to help your gut and your metabolism there. Prioritize strength training and build lean muscle. We are going to, that's one of the easiest things that you can do to boost your metabolism is build more muscle mass on your body. And also balancing out your cardio. It's not needed to do every day. You actually can put yourself in a very stressful state when overdoing it. And then a couple other things is just learning how to balance your blood sugar and getting quality sleep. And again, healing your gut because they go hand in hand. Yes. um, Such a wealth of information there. I, I love how on your stories and, you know, I follow you, of course. And all your socials. And I love how you always talk about you need to eat more food because food makes me happy. Like I just, anything that's going to restrict restrict my food intake is just not going to make me happy. So I love that. So I think that it's important to note here that several lifestyle changes seem to be common for healing both our gut and our metabolism. You just touched on that a little bit, but which in combination would make a huge improvement in our overall health, which is ultimately our goal in terms of healing our bodies, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, too, I think when we can shift our focus onto that place of healing and feeling our best and truly a place of health instead of looking a certain way or weighing the same that we did in high school or whatever it is that we like to focus on these days, when we can shift that focus and focus on health and feeling better and healing. Those physical results just happen as a result of the lifestyle changes that we're making to support our body. And it's also a much more enjoyable process, but I can't even stress just how freaking good you feel from fueling your body right and moving your body with intention and giving your body grace by lowering stress or managing it better, you know, and just taking care of it, how we're meant to do so. Like our body's a temple. We got to treat it as such. Um, And like you said, these things, it's not like you have a list for different things that you need to focus on to where it may be a little overwhelming. It's all very simple habit changes. That's going to support your gut. It's going to support your metabolism. Guess what? It's also going to support your mental health and your emotional health and all of those things are as a result of it too. Awesome. So, and, and, you know, I could have a whole nother, episode where we talk about the importance of, you know, you talked about decreasing stress and that meditation. (laughs) So when you talk about meditation, but, you know, I really could just speak for hours on the importance of your faith and, you know, that part of your mindset and healing your body as well. But my goodness, we would be here all day. But um, so to finish things up, soon you will be launching your own podcast. That's so exciting. Um, tell us about that. What will you be focusing on and where can we find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am really excited. I honestly never really thought that I would have a podcast, number one, but Rachel, you inspired me so much. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Just helping me take that leap of faith. No problem. Um, but it's right here. It's on Apple. It's Live Well With Them. And basically my vision for it is to 
just be an extension of the things that I already show up to share and to help women with through my brand, which is focusing, of course, on healing your bodies with your metabolism and your gut health, especially, but also building a better relationship with your food and with your health and fitness journey in general. And I believe that our health goes a lot deeper than just nutrition and fitness and things that we often turn to. So it's also going to be a lot about mindset and just getting out of your own way to, like I mentioned, prioritize your mental health and your emotional health just as much. So it's a little bit of everything, but I think that's key and it's really important. Um, So yeah, we actually just started my first episode this week. So I'll be diving into it from here. Awesome. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining us. I will definitely be tuning in and, and taking notes because all of this has just become my jam. Um, but I, love I, it. <laughs> I appreciate you joining us so much, and I look forward to listening to your podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right. No problem. Thank you so much for joining us today. I pray that something that you've heard today has grown you in some way or inspired you to begin to make those small changes that Emily mentioned to guide our bodies towards true healing. Uh, Meet us right back here next week. I'm super excited about our guest for that episode as well um, as we discuss preventative screening. Until then, keep fighting the good fight, sister. See you soon. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. I'm tuning in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be an intentional sister in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.